My name is Jablani Masilela and welcome to Be the Change with Jabu podcast. Now I'm a firm believer that whatever social ills or injustices that you see in your very own nation, country, community, society, be it church, workplace or otherwise, that you ought to be that very change. You ought to be that quintessential example of the very change that you desire to see in your community. Now on this podcast you will learn not only from myself but various guests as well who are being about that change, who are the advocates of that very change they wish to see in their living space. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back at it again with a really interesting guest and topic today. You'll find out why in just a moment. Now to give you a bit of background, right? Some form of basis. We find ourselves in a really interesting time right now, especially during this ongoing pandemic, right? No one foresaw this, no one saw this coming, and it's very relevant, we felt. We felt it very fitting to bring a professional someone, someone who is a registered mental health professional who can give us a professional perspective and opinion right this lady offers confidential psychological services such as short-term supportive counseling psychoeducation and psychological assessments with the objective to provide support and promote mental health in order to enhance happiness and well-being wow Happiness and well-being, is that not what we all need, what we all looking for, right? So without any further ado, Tehu, how are you today? Hi, Jovlani. I am doing very well today. I'm super excited. I'm very honored to, to be here as a guest. I'm definitely doing well. Thank you. How are you today? Well, I'm fantastic. I thought you'd never ask. And thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> no you know, problem. Yeah, we have today a very interesting topic at hand. And just to introduce the topic here, it is what is mental health? And does it even matter? Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to be going mm-hmm. through just a very educational type conversation because I think this is something that we don't speak about too often. And if someone is having some mental issues, if you will, it's not something that they're openly and willing to disclose it to people and be have it be known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off, uh, maybe you can give us a little bit of a brief background story about yourself, you know, and building into... Uh, answering the question of what is mental health, you know, and does it even matter? Right, right. Um, thank you so much. It's it's important that you're saying that it's it's a topic that is largely misunderstood. You know, um, there's so much misunderstanding with what is going on around mental health. So anyway, um, a brief background. Um, I think I'll start on what what led me to to choosing a career in in psychology you know pursuing uh, mental mental health studies 
So um, after school, that's after matric, I, I, I went on to doing ancillary nursing. So that's the first year in nursing when you're doing basically the basics and you're learning um, everything on how to go about this journey of being a nurse. And <laughs> funny thing, so because nursing is generally, um, while well, most nurses work 12 hours a day, um, my matron always used to say to us, no one will be sitting down during that 12 hours, you know, so we expect it to be working, working, working <laughs> throughout Slave the driving. 12 hours. Definitely, like. <laughs> definitely. And I remember thinking to myself, sure, but what am I going to do in that 12 hours? Because we have tasks, but what am I going to do once those tasks are, are finished? And I, I, I found myself, so we're assigned to different patients. So you'd have probably seven patients under your care. And I found myself during that uh, so-called spare time, I'd be having such, such in-depth conversations with these uh, people. I would get to know so much about them. And for so many of them, it would seem that all they really need is someone to actually really just talk, you know, more than just taking care of their physical needs. They needed someone to just listen, you know, to just talk. And I remember one particular very, very old woman. Uh, she was a blind old woman. She called me Tlenki because I was the tiniest of, of the staff members. <laughs> so each time I would walk into the room, I'd just hear her voice. Tlenki, is that you? You know, because then she couldn't see me. And it would fill my heart with so much joy. She would anticipate my arrival, not just for physical care, but because I engaged her in ways that other people uh, were not engaging her, sharing her life stories, sharing what led to uh, her blindness and just everything. So after that year, literally, I decided, no, this nursing life is not for me. <laughs> and I never went back. <laughs> and the next year I applied for studying psychology. And that's how I ended up in the mental health um industry and i'm loving it <laughs> wow that's wow that's a very interesting journey and yeah. i think it, it it looks to me that there was a certain pain that you went through if you will if i may call it that there was a certain pain mm -hmm. or frustration that you went through in the initial job that you had well at least mm. at the time and for mm. you to be able to realize that, hey, maybe I need to redirect my focus here. And definitely, I, I think that's what uh, somewhat gave birth, you know, to you pursuing a career in mental health and psychology. Mm. No, definitely, yes. Yeah, so uh, thank you for sharing that. So building on to our conversation. So for someone who's listening on here, Tio, and... Mm -hmm. myself included, right? We have a really wide audience here. And for the sake of just having a conversation that will be very beneficial and educational, what is mental health? And how would you just explain it, you know, in, in, in a very lighthearted way that's not very intimidating, but in also highlighting of its importance because 
no one can self-diagnose themselves. Mm. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's very important what you're saying about no one self-diagnosing themselves because it's something that we, we often do, but I'll get back to that. Um, so mental health, uh, I'll, I'll use the World Health Organization definition because it's wildly accepted. Um, okay. So they would define mental health as a state of well-being. So I'd like us to un underline well-being. So it's a state of well-being in which an individual realizes their own abilities. So this would mean they can cope with normal stresses of life. Uh, they can work productively. They're able to make a contribution to the community, right? So mm -hmm. as I was saying that we should underline the word well-being. Whenever I explain um, this term well-being, I, I look at it from the eight dimensions of wellness. So from the eight dimensions of wellness, you ask a person or a person asks you, but what is well-being? How can I understand if my well-being is, is where it should be? So we would take mm. it from the eight dimensions of wellness and explain that environmentally, you should be occupying um, a pleasant and stimulating environment, right? Uh, okay. Intellectually, you should have your creative abilities and you should have ways that expand your knowledge and your skills. Okay. In the physical dimensions would have to do with physical activities such as do you have a healthy diet? Are you getting adequate sleep? Are you engaging in healthy nutrition? Then we move on to the occupational how satisfied are you with uh, your occupational habits? You know, that would be work or whatever form of um, your activities that fills up your day. Mm -hmm. Then we move on to, to the spiritual. This is where you find your sense of purpose and meaning in life. You know, we don't say you have to belong to a specific group, but spiritually, what do you identify with? What brings meaning into your life and what gives you purpose right mm -hmm. then we move on to the social this would be your social connections uh your belonging your support system you know where are you in in society basically okay then there's the financial um Ooh. the financial would would be <laughs> tricky one <laughs> uh how satisfied are you with with your financial situations, you know, whether it's current, uh, it's a current financial situation or a future financial situation, whatever the case may be, you know, and I think uh, the last one would be the, the emotional. How are you coping with life? How are you creating satisfying relationships, right? Now, these are the, the eight dimensions of wellness. And this is this is an ongoing cycle that is mutually interdependent, you know. So one depends on another and the other depends on another. Now, when these dimensions are balanced, it optimizes a person's overall holistic wellness. So we don't look at your wellness uh, in one dimension, but we say we look at the person holistically. Mm. And that is what your well-being is. And that is what largely contributes to the state of your mental health. Hmm. You know, as you explain that, I'm getting goosebumps here because you've highlighted <laughs> a 
on an, like several points, which, like you say, it's more of a holistic type thing. You know, it's not just mm. one dimensional, but it's very holistic. And maybe for the purpose of, you know, educating our audience and myself here, it, I, I'd want, I really want to ask you this. I have to ask you this. So take, for instance, <laughs> we, mm-hmm. for one, to know how they are physically, people have health checks. They go to a, a general practitioner or a doctor and they go check on their health. Or maybe they go mm-hmm. have an eye test, right? Or they, mm-hmm. they so that's what we generally do in as far as our physical and maybe our eyes, you know. But mm. can one undergo or go and check how they are mentally, mental health wise, so as to not to self-diagnose, but to have someone else. Mm to kind of diagnose or tell you what's your standing mental health wise definitely definitely very very crucial point um so i'll i'll, I'll i think i'll start off that question by answering um how mental health contributes to overall physical health you know just to sort of give a overview of the two sure please because there's so much stigma and so much misunderstanding when it comes to to mental health issues and i mean if you look at it it's 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 quite justified because in the past the way that mental illness was regarded if someone had was presenting with a mental illness they'd put them in asylums you know they'd be in isolation or they would use uh severe techniques like uh trephination and that is literally where they'd remove a small part of the skull with a bore or saw or they would even see it as 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 demonic possessions right now all of this has contributed to the way we see mental health and mental illness in our day and age so i always say to my clients uh, jabulani i always say that you look at your mental health and your physical health as being in a marriage So what I mean by that the first mistake we make is to divorce mental health and physical health and look at them in isolation. This is what we normally do. Hmm. For instance, if 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 someone has cancer, we don't say ah, it's your fault you have cancer. It's your fault your cells are multiplying <laughs> at a pace that you don't understand. <laughs> right? Yeah. That would just be very wrong. But if someone comes presenting with um signs of perhaps bipolar disorder you know we see this as switching from one pole of mood to another pole of mood and then you call the person ah that one is hot and cold we know that one you know yeah, yeah why do we stigmatize that so much it's only because we don't understand it so now we go back to say if you're presenting with something like bipolar you can be at your 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 depressive episodes can be so so demanding and so daunting that the thoughts can even lead to something like suicide suicidal attempts can lead to suicidal success and now that causes a direct physical impact because suicide is a cause of death so only then people see it as oh okay so that uh, mental thing affected now the physical person as a whole So I always say Jabu the body and mind are connected. Hmm. And 
a variety of mental ailments causes stress. Stress in turn lowers the immune system. And what happens when uh, the immune system is lowered, it leads to more frequent sicknesses. And when you have more frequent sicknesses, you want to now get into destructive patterns of trying to cope. So it's, it's a somatopsychic effect. Somato from the word somatic meaning body, psychic from psyche meaning mind, whereby the body and the mind affect each other. The mind affects the body. Whatever presents in the mind also then will present in the body. Hmm. Sure. Right? And just to get back to um, now what you were saying of how does one then know that they have the specific problem. Yeah, yeah. There are various mental health uh various mental health practitioners. So you get a registered counselor, you get a uh, a psychologist, whether clinical psychologist, counseling psychologist, you get a psychiatrist, you know, these various mental health practitioners are trained intensively so to know what could possibly be going on with you what could possibly be your problem so in a case where someone presents with a physical illness like uh, high cholesterol levels it's easy to measure and then say come up with a diagnosis and then say okay you have high cholesterol levels but it's very different uh when 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 talking mental health because then what happens is that there's no specific measurement to say this is depression, Mm -hmm. this is bipolar, this is whatever, whatever. But how we look at it as, as, as mental health professionals and remember psychology is a science. Mm -hmm. Literally it's, it's the scientific study of human mind and functions that affect our behavior. So as I was saying that mental health professionals are, intensively trained what happens is that you have to go to a mental health professional of your choosing or whether you refer to them and what they do in order to give a final diagnosis they look at a model we generally use a a model called uh, the biopsychosocial model what this means is that we look at whatever either we call it a cause or your presenting problem Uh we look at it in, in Yes, we look at it in three ways. We look at it from the biological perspective, the psychological perspective, and the social perspective. (laughs) Now, what this means is that you come to, you go to perhaps a psychologist's office and say, this is what I'm presenting with. I I have experienced uh, these symptoms. This is what's happening with me. Now, they will ask you a series of questions. And what it naturally seems like, you think you're just having a chat, you know, a normal Mm. chat. But in (laughs) fact, the person is hard at work trying to find out these causes biologically, you know. So that it's very definitely. It's not like, oh, this person is interrogating me now. I'm consulting with a drink, if you will, you know, in inverted commas. Because there's a lot of, like you said, stigma around it or a a negative connotation to it, if you will. Definitely, definitely. And that's what happens. So 
the, 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 the professional would find out things like, what does your genetic history look like? Uh, what is your brain functioning uh, as far as if it's someone who has to uh, prescribe medication like a psychiatrist? You know, they check deficiencies in your neurochemicals, you know, your, do your dopamine, your serotonin. You know, that's, that's, that in itself would be a conversation for another day. And then they'd move on to the psychological uh, causes where they'd look at what are your social skills? How are you coping? What are your coping skills? How do you psychologically process information? Then they'd move on to, to, to the social and find out, okay, how are you in relation to your peers? Uh, how are your family relationships? How are you in relation to the environment that you live in? And all of these, this, biopsycho, uh, this biopsychosocial model the same way it influences finding out the cause is the same way that it influences the treatment plan, mm -hmm. which will be tailor-made specifically for you. And that is where the diagnosis then will come from. Hmm. You know, that's, uh, that's hmm. very educational because I think it's great that it comes from a medical, from a mental health professional. And that's part of the reason why hmm. I invited you here because it's very, I didn't, this, I feel like this is a topic or subject that one cannot just conjecture, you know, you need to have facts, you mm. need to understand, you need to have a professional background. And so thank you for sharing those insights. So, Seho, I have to ask you this follow-up question. So, mm. because when it comes to the physical, right, if I have a toothache, yes. no, it's painful. Hey, I need to go maybe extract the tooth. Or if I'm having a headache, oh, maybe I need to go and get some painkillers. Or I'm having a cough or sneeze. Oh, maybe it's time for me to, you know, maybe get meds for a cold. Or maybe I have a sore throat. You know, there's symptoms that are physically able, you are physically able to feel them. And experience them and readily and mm -hmm. readily say, okay, I think this is, I need to go see a dentist or I need to go see a doctor. What are those mm. in in the context of mental health? Do, does that exist? Do we have those that we can look out for as a measuring stick that hey, I think I need to go consult with a mental health professional? Yes, Jabu, definitely. So I think also the symptoms part of it is the most important factor that informs the treatment and the diagnosis. So there's definitely symptoms in any mental health, uh, whether diagnosis or even just uh, trauma or anxiety symptoms or whatever, uh, what have you, okay. you know? And the main, the main symptom that we look at is that does your presenting problem uh, impair your function, your functioning, mm -hmm. right? Now that is the main thing we look at. So if you come uh, to an office and say, for example, um, I experienced uh, this much trauma, I just feel that I have problems concentrating. So something like impaired concentration. That is a symptom number one. So we look at it as, okay, this 
impairs your functioning, whether it's work, life, uh, love, whatever the case may be. And that is the most defining factor. Does the problem impair your functioning? Then we look at what other symptoms are you experiencing? And people will say things like, so uh, um, I'll take it from someone who would diagnose. So that would be a, a psychologist. So if a psychologist was to diagnose you with um, whatever mental disorder, they would look at things like hopelessness, worthlessness. Um, you may be presenting with feelings of guilt, feelings of fear. Uh, your performance might decline. Uh, feelings of apathy where you no longer enjoy previously enjoyed activities where you lose concentration even if it's not a, 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 a disorder that would have to be diagnosed but a recent life adjustment that you're going through be it marriage uh, divorce be it job loss whatever you can think of that impairs your functioning you know where every part of your life has now changed and it affects our state of being in society those are the symptoms. Many people um, come to come to counseling or therapy for very different reasons, uh, Jabu. Someone may say, I really just want to talk. I really just want mm. to vent. I want someone who listens to me without judgment. Whereas some people come and say, I can no longer concentrate on my studies. I no longer have motivation to complete my master's degree, for example. And someone would come with something like, oh my goodness, I'm having these habits that I don't understand. And that would be something like addiction. It, it's just so broad. And it's, it's not enough to justify it with just putting one label on it. Our mental health encompasses literally every and each aspect of our lives. Hmm. No, that's, wow. That's... Um... I think that's very key because for someone who's listening on here right now, at least they know from what I gathered and what you just described that, or maybe a feeling of hopelessness and a lack of uh, optimism mm. and just being weighed down on having disinterest in perhaps uh, taking part in certain recreational activities, which previously maybe you did enjoy mm. those things but now all of a sudden mm. you do not want to take part in those things or you just want, want to be alone and not to say there's anything wrong with being alone but maybe you want to do it more often than not you know so i, I think mm. those are our key signs I, I think you've really helped us there a lot uh, in terms of um, just highlighting some of the the symptoms that we can look out for, because like I said, it, sometimes it, it's not like, you know, a pain, a physical pain that, hey, my tooth is painful. I need to go mm. to a dentist so they can extract it. You know, some of these things, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we live with some of these things and maybe being in denial, Definitely. being in denial. And mm. then it then mutates into other things that could have possibly been dealt with Definitely. sooner, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so. And hence why we're saying that the, 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 the most defining symptom or factor would be 
does it impair your overall functioning? And you have to look at that within yourself, within your circles, and look at yourself, whether it's who you were previously to who you are now, and, and seriously introspect and see, okay, but this wanting to be alone and isolated is actually making me not get any work done. And that's how you know it's something that's hmm. impairing your functioning. Oh. Yeah, no, that's a, a key indicator right there. So Tseho, before we let mm-hmm. you go, because we have people that are listening on here, I, I know we spoke about this previously, you know, before starting recording the session, mm-hmm. but I want to commit you in the midst of the audience here, the virtual audience so are you okay with us having mm. a part two of this? Because, you know, this is a very broad subject to cover and there's different aspects to it. Can we have you back again here at whatever convenient time, of course, would have to arrange that? Will that be okay? Of course, of course, uh, that would be lovely. You know, there's so much uh, to educate on. We call it psychoeducation. So giving psychological education, and that's, that's one of the, 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 the areas that we need to really focus on because we need to move from a position of seeing mental health in isolation to physical health into actually seeing them as one and understanding the importance of mental health within physical health. So I'd be more than honored to, to come back and talk more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the lady. She has committed. So we're going to have her back again at some point at some stage. And before we let you go, my lady, I just wanted to um, uh, just, I just had a thought here uh, regarding basically. Mm -hmm. uh, So basically, as you know, this podcast, right, it's about being the change, right? And I think you've heeded that call. You've Mm -hmm. answered that question by the background you gave us when we started the show that, hey, initially in your career journey and path, you initially started as a certain nurse, you know, in, in, in a certain way. And that in and of itself helped you realize that, hey, you know what, there's a problem in society. And that problem is people wanting to just talk and vent and just have someone mm-hmm. that they can mm-hmm. confide in. And really help them through whatever it is that they may be going through inside, inwardly. And thank you for really heeding that call of being the very change that you desire to see in society. We appreciate you for that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, any departing words of counsel that you have for us, Tseho, just briefly before we let you go. And while you add it, Tell us where and how people can get in touch with you in case they need to get in touch with you or utilize some of your services. All right. All right. So um, departing words, I, I think to, to anyone who's listening, really, anyone whose ears this falls on, it's, it's, it's my wish and my desire that you know that seeing a counselor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist or any mental health professional for that matter does not make you weak, 
nor does it make you crazy you know in fact it's it's the exact opposite because it shows a lot of strength and accountability mm-hmm. right so healing healing is a process it's it's a process of of coming home to ourselves so i always say that if there's one addiction i encourage it's the addiction to happiness healthy functional happiness that encompasses all dimensions like we were saying when we were talking about the eight dimensions and in order to be happy you know one must understand the source of their unhappiness reclaim back that power from that source and finally make it stay so we're not saying here jabu we're not saying that there won't be trials nor are we saying that um we won't uh, fall into a position where we mm-hmm. relapse no because healing is a process what we're saying is that our resilience throughout this process it will be louder than our tribulations because we will have the necessary resources to work through them so my motto um i'm not sure if i've told you this before but my motto generally is that in our journey to becoming we must remember to be we must be intentional be present be functional and be sufficient thank you so much for those words and uh yeah i think there'll be a lot to go back to on this episode and for us to kind of review and relook and redirect you know in whatever way that we may be lacking and uh, thank you once again and uh, your contacts by the way before we let you go how can people and where can oh, they yes. get in touch with you <laughs> oh yes so i am on instagram uh you can just type in my name and surname tsegofatso motsubele um a page will pop up called super psyched i'm on instagram with uh, that page and whatsapp i'm also on whatsapp uh south african code plus 27670004051 i'll just repeat that plus 27670004051 So that is me. Perfect, perfect. Any website by any chance? Website still under construction. So if you following the IG page or if you have the WhatsApp uh, number, you will be notified as soon as the WhatsApp I'm sorry, the website uh is is officially out but yes the website is under construction no at problem. the moment no problem thank you once again to who we're excited to have you back again in part 2 of what is mental health you know the subject of mental health thank you once again and thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us we'll see you soon to who thank you so much for having me <laughs> see you soon javlani oh, thank you so much you. I'm Jablan Masilela and you've been listening to Be the Change with Jabu podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate this podcast and also to leave us a review and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at jabu_coach and on Facebook at Jablani C Masilela. Thank you for listening.